It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined. I'm so incredibly excited for today's guest, mainly because I'm jealous of where she is located right now while we are having this conversation. But um, little known fact, she actually is the North America representative of my favorite destination in the world. And I'm not saying that just because she's here. This is actually (laughs) the truth. Um, She is uh, the North American representative for Malta Tourism Authority. So the beautiful island of Malta in the middle of the Mediterranean. If you have not been, you have to go. But um, without further ado, I definitely want to go ahead and welcome today's guest, Michelle Buttigieg. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. It's so good to be here. And I'm so um, excited to hear about that you are actually there in Malta at this moment while we are having this conversation. And I'm just having flashbacks, positive flashbacks, obviously, of my incredible time there and how it truly is one of the places that is very, very, very high on my list. I can't wait to go back. So, um, and I'm excited to have you on Travel Redefined um, because, I mean, it, it's going to be really interesting to hear what you have going on. Um, but it, obviously, I want you to share a little bit about your incredible country, but also to hear some insights on maybe the future of travel. Because when when you have a role like yours and you're representing such a beautiful destination, an island, you're in the Mediterranean, there's all of this. Uh, I'm sure you definitely have some interesting insights. So why don't we just kick things off to just sort of set the tone. We'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and how you got into the travel industry. So I, um, so I've, I've moved to New York 25 years ago, actually, um, on a job. My background is hotels, so hospitality. I graduated from hospitality yeah. school and did all of that and worked for beautiful hotels in England and in Malta. Um, and I moved to New York supposedly for a short time, but uh, 25 years later, I'm still there. And um, uh, so I've worked in hotels and hospitality. And then when the occasion arose for me to represent my country, it was what I wanted to do when I grow up. So finally, um, I'm doing what I wanted to do. Not only because I love hospitality so much, it's also representing my own country and representing country to a to a to a different market you know the north american market you know now that i lived in new york and you know i'm a new yorker myself um i know what traveler is looking for and that's why i believe that malta is a real ideal destination for anyone who's you know making that effort and cross the pond and come over to europe and why malta is that special place to be well and i love about what i love about your story is obviously you know you, you grew up in Malta. So it is, you know, your, you know, country. Yes. It is yeah. something that you know so intimately. Um, but what I think is also very different about your background than say maybe others that might work with other destinations, um, certainly which resonates with myself as, as well as those listening uh, to this show is your hospitality background. Because it's one thing to talk about a destination, but it's one thing to also have a little bit of that finesse of hospitality and understanding 
what it's like to welcome people and to help create and curate these experiences for travelers to make them, you know, to create these memories and encourage them to keep coming back time and time again. So I love that you have that part of your background. Exactly. It really, really did help because, you know, you know, I always worked for the luxury product as well. So that really kind of pushes you to, to be a little bit more attention to detail. And again, Malta is small and we'll talk a little bit about that, but it has so much to offer and so many curated experiences that, you know, with with the knowledge of Malta being it's my home, plus the way you you set up the itineraries and talk about ideas, I think it really makes sense. It really makes sense. It absolutely does. So, okay, we're doing this little bit of a tease for those that are listening. Let's talk about Malta. Obviously, you don't have to convince me. We all know it's my favorite place. But for those that might not know much about Malta, what uh, what's so exciting about this I don't know, small but mighty island in the Mediterranean. Well, it's first of all, I always start with location because a lot of people don't know where Malta is located, but we are 58 miles south from the shores of Sicily. So we're in the middle of the Mediterranean. So that alone, the location alone is still considered an exotic destination. You know, it's European. It's part of the EU. It's an archipelago of three islands um, and it's it's connected through any major hub in Europe. So accessibility, location, and then once you are there, what do you find? We are surrounded by the beautiful Mediterranean Sea, as you saw, but then we have 7,000 years of history. So with 7,000 years of history comes 7,000 years of culture. And you can see that not only in the buildings and while you're, you know, walking through the streets of Imdina or Valletta or these tiny little villages, but it's also in the architecture, in the faces of the people, on the way they live and what they eat. I mean, even our languages, we have two official languages. Um, you know, we, uh, our official languages are Maltese, which is one of the only semi-Semitic languages left in the world. And, and, and another language, our, our official language is English. So we're English speaking. So North Americans, it's an easy thing. You come here, everyone speaks English. All the signs are in English. You really don't have to worry that you will not communicate. And of course, how to get here. You get here through any major hub in Europe. So you, if like yourself, you visited Malta while you were in Italy, or you want to just visit Malta on its own, there's definitely lots to do. And that was the one thing we were just speaking a little bit before hopping on here, how when I went to Malta, I I actually tacked it on to another trip and it was so easy to get to. Um, And the amount, I think my biggest takeaway was just the amount of history and the levels and layers of history. Um, You know, not to go into a complete history segue, but what I loved is that because due to its geographical location over those 7,000 years, it was, it was um, owned by different, uh, different cultures, people that were speaking different languages, and you can see all of that in it. And I think that that was what makes it so interesting is, is that it has a little bit of flair of, you know, of the Italians, of the Arabs, the British, exactly. And and don't forget, you know, I mean, as you said, we're not going to go through the whole history books, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, you have from megalithic temples that are the oldest temples in the world, 
mm-hmm. all the way to the British colony and everyone that came in between. And what's so beautiful is, and I can appreciate it now that I live away from Malta, is that it's still very, very visible. So you still can live it. Um, you know, the Knights of Malta were here for over 200 years, built some of the most amazing medieval cities, but they're still alive. It's still alive. So you can still see it. You can still feel it um, in the traditions of the people and in, in, again, in the way we live. So I think that's, that's one of the major differences. And of course, it's small island, so it's very concentra- concentrated. So you'll get to do a lot while you're here. Your itinerary is full, but there's a lot to do. And you can do it without having to waste a lot of time schlepping from one side to the other. You just hop on the ferry, go to the island of Gozo. I mean, the island of Camino in the middle, surrounded by blue lagoons. You could do a lot. You can, and it really is is absolutely gorgeous. So um, let's actually kind of talk about some of the immersive experiences on the island. Um, you know, you're touching on a little bit of them, but um, can you share about those and maybe why are these immersive experiences so appealing to travelers these days? So I think what, you know, you went back to say, talking about trends, right? I think, and even more so after COVID, um, after the COVID era, where now we understand that you can't just get up and go. Um, yes. You know, the world can close or there's no or there's no flights available or there's so people are a little bit they're looking for that that full on experiences, the hands on experiences. We don't go to destinations to take a picture and leave anymore. We I go know. and we take our experiences. And in Malta, you can still do a lot of those hands on experiences. We had this trend, uh, uh, this this expression uh, a few years back, living like a local. Well, yes. in Malta, you have to live like a local because the locals are out and they are living. So you come here, you are going to live with them. Um, you're going to see, you know, when you're in a piazza, you're going to see the group of, you know, the elder gentlemen sitting around the table, having their coffee in the morning. And, you know, there's a lot of those kind of, human experiences. But then, of course, you know, again, if you, if you look at the niche markets of Malta, which are plentiful, you know, you can look at the gastronomy, for an example. You can come and do a little food tasting. You can, there's an, an amazing experience where you can actually eat like the Knights of Malta. It's called Taste History. And oh. it's at the Maritime Museum. I was in Malta in May with, uh, we've hosted the United States Tour Operator Association board meeting. So we had 22 of the most prominent tour operators in North America um, who will be adding Malta to their itineraries in the next, you know, for the coming years. And we had this dinner at the Maritime Museum, same menu as the Knights of Malta dined um, in this amazing, amazing room on the terrace overlooking the, the three cities. It was just incredible. So you even forget that you have to eat. It's just being there is incredible on its own. It, is. it absolutely is. I mean, you could be eating in a historical place or you could be in a, in a vineyard. Lots of vineyards here in Malta. Very robust grave. We have beautiful, really tasty wine. We don't export because we drink it all. 
you know, for anyone else, but you have to come and taste it. Um, Or or cheese making or any kind of culinary experience in -hmm. different locations. And then, of course, there's other, you can be meeting a perfumist and create your own perfume, Um, going to see artistic pottery, filigree lace. Um, There is definitely a lot to do. And then we have the sea. So great for soft adventure or or more heavy adventurous. Um, diving is one of the main attractions of the island. And down there, there's as much to see as there is on land. So, you know. It's, it, yes, I mean, again, so it's like... Experiences abound, as they like to say, which is which is incredible. Well, okay, so you kind of touched on this, you know, as far as immersive experiences, as far as travel trends. Let's dive into that a little bit deeper. Obviously, you know, the last two years have have forced us to think about things differently. Are have you noticed any other other interesting, maybe big travel trends that have maybe emerged? And are you all focusing on any, like whether it's sustainability or something sustainability. else? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say sustainability is a big, big um, a topic at the moment. And I think just not only as travelers, we're realizing that we need to go somewhere and we need to leave an imprint and do something good for planet earth. But I think he's even as a destination, we need to first uh, promote it within the country and then for whoever is coming to visit. So there's a lot, a lot of projects that have been creating, created to sustain that. And for an example, the Malta Tourism Authority launched a 10-year program where it, it promotes sustainability in different factors on the island. So there's a 10-year proje- project program that in, you know, involves the locals and anyone that comes in to visit. Um, I had an amazing experience in May. We went to see this grove. Um, it used to be, it's in the countryside. It used to be barren. And in the last 20 years, they've planted all these trees. And you go there, you have lunch, it's called Tanishia. And you go there, you have lunch and the farmer is there. He's amazing. We planted trees, we had lunch, we, he showed us how to make the cheese. Uh, There was a musician who does his musical instruments out of natural. Mm -hmm. It was just incredible. I mean, I live in New York City. From that to that, it was uh, peaceful and I would have never dreamt to do that. And yeah. um, there's a lot of those experiences around. Um, and it's also helping our beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful country where you've seen this barren land that have been, you know, rejuvenated and all these trees and they have plans for many other areas, which is great. And, and, and I really enjoyed that. Oh, definitely. And it, again, you know, it it is this really interesting shifting mindset, which I, I think is we were all, all very mindful of it prior to, you know, a couple, you know, a couple years ago. But now we're just looking at things very differently. And it's yeah. nice to see. And we want to do something about it. I think, you know, yeah. my guests that were with me from they, some from coming from Canada, somewhere yeah. from the United States. They just walked away like they've done something. You know, they've yes. done something about it. They planted trees. How important. We left a tree in our name here for it to grow for the coming years. So it's it's really amazing feeling. 
it no it's so but I, what i like as well too is also hearing your viewpoint and you know certainly from the viewpoint of malcolm because it's going to be different you are you know smaller island you you're thinking about things you see that aspect as far as the ecosystem around you it's it's a, it's far more uh, maybe I would say maybe like a sensitive ecosystem versus maybe something that might be more expansive, et cetera, where you might not feel it as more. So that's why I think it's really interesting to hear your perspective because it, it's right there. It's it's right there around you. Yes, it's very, very hands-on. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, even if you look around and see, for an example, from when I used to live here until today, as, yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, like Malta, because we have so much sun, 300 mm-hmm. days of sunshine, everything is converting into solar energy, um, you know, um, electric cars or solar cars or solar panels. And, you know, we're using our resources, you know, in, a, in the right way, you know, without making too much damage around us. And I think it's, it's very visible. Um, and again, whoever is visiting can really enjoy that as well, you know, be part of it. It's important and it's it's cool to bring the traveler into that experience. So, for sure. Love for that. Sure. So, okay, uh, this is kind of along the same lines, but maybe looking at it a little bit differently. So we're seeing these current shifts, obviously, in travelers' mindsets and goals. But, you know, that maybe combined with what you're focusing on, tying this all into the name of this podcast, how do you see travel being redefined today? So I think I go back to what I've said originally in people looking for an experience. So why do we travel? We don't travel for the same reason. So we're redefining our needs of travel and the way we travel. For an example, we've seen a really trend, really like accelerating in the last couple of years is the wellness trend. Mm-hmm. People go and, and of course, Malta is ideal being that we have one, the Med- megalithic temples that is a, uh, represents a very spiritual, very, you know, experience like the, the, the temples of the goddess, a lot of yogis come. For example, today, summer solstice, there is, there, there, there was a, um, at sunrise, um, like a ritual and one of the temples and a lot of people come in for that to see because the way the sun sets up and sets back down, it, it reflects these lights that back then they would know what time of the calendar, how they're going to, uh, you know, uh, um, their crops and everything else. So that experience and I think wellness because, you know, people want to, re- you know, you want to go and you want to relax. You want to find yourself. You want to recharge and you want to go back to what you do in somewhat as a different person and going away, taking the cultures. And that's why people, I think, want to immerse themselves in experiences because they want to see how other people do it, you know? And of course, I'm not going to go back to New York and do it the same way, but at least (laughs) I've learned something, right? And I'm taking it with me. So I think that's the, that's how the traveler is different. They're looking for something new. Are we new? No, we've been here 7,000 years, you know. And for, of course, for the American market, we might be new. Um, I think who would come to Malta is maybe the traveler that exhausted mainland Europe, exhausted the usual, you know, I'm going to Rome and that's it. 
and Rome is great, but now you could also go to Malta because you're looking for that something new, something different. So I think that's redefining your purpose to going away. Um, again, not just to take a picture, but bring yes. a mental, you know, something that's imprinted in your heart. Um, and I think destinations like this um, are very, that are becoming very trendy because not only is the place, but the people and the Maltese hospitality is what we've, we've been known for. We've welcomed so many different people in all these thousands of years. It's embedded in our, in our DNA. So, exactly. Yeah. Well said. So, so well said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. So, so, I mean, you, we're touching on this like a little bit, you know, we're talking about obviously why it's a, such a great destination and these changing sort of trends. Um, we also have a lot of travelers that, that listen to this, um, to listen to this show. So, and they always love insight from those of us that are working in the industry, um, whether it is hospitality or at a destination, um, we all have a little bit of a different insight. So any advice or tips that you can maybe share with travel consumers? Well, you know, again, I think, um, you know, don't travel when everybody's traveling, when everybody's traveling or where everyone's traveling. Do your research. Today, there's so many means um, to look. There's there's not only these podcasts that are amazing and full of information. There's you could take virtual uh, tours, go and see. You know, I, I would t I always tell the traveler go a little bit above your comfort zone. You know, because those are the memories that you're going to take back with you. You know, and and again, a, a, an island like Malta or Europe in general, um, you could do more than one destinations without exhausting yourself if you plan it right. You know, don't be afraid to use a travel agent. It's not boring. Um, I, I, I do love travel agents and we've came to an era at one point where everything was online and I have nothing against that, but that we've learned at COVID how important it is to have a human touch when you need someone to cancel your flight because, you know, try, try, you know, so I, I think just going a little bit beyond the comfort zone or what is everyone doing and, and you know, just go a little bit over that. And that's when you will visit destinations like Malta, when you have someone helping you set up an itinerary to Malta, um, things that you would have not thought about. Exactly. So, You're bringing up such, a, I love that. Those are such wonderful points because again, you know, it is thinking about times when, you know, maybe things aren't as busy and then you can have a little bit more of the space or the destination for yourself. It is thinking outside of the box, whether it's something that you're discovering on your own, or as you're even saying, you know, through the use of, you know, like a travel agent, travel advisor, but again, why we're looping that in and this kind of ties into the hospitality aspect. Yes, you can do things online that makes it easy and efficient, but sometimes it's just nice to have that personalized human touch to help yeah. show you a different part of the world. And, and gets so, you an upgrade. It gets you an upgrade because they have great connection with the yes. hotel you want on the Amalfi Coast or in, in Malta. And they get you an upgrade to a suite where you would have not done that. So exactly. just, you know, just because your friends don't use a travel agents, I, and again, I work with both consumer and 
and agents. And I love the agents. There's so there's a new breed of agents too. Yeah, um, that 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 are really you know discovering the world. Um, I work a lot with agents. Um, so yeah, um, just do your research. It's it's definitely worth it. It's so worth it. So, um, so as we, we start to, you know, kind of wrap things up here, what's next for Malta? What should we be on the lookout for or plan maybe uh, future trips around? What's going on? So again, as I said, we've been here 7,000 years. So You're not going um, anywhere. <laughs> hope not. <laughs> um, there's some amazing new properties opening up, um, especially for the luxury market. There's some really nice hotels um, from, from the Phoenicia, leading hotels of the world, to more virtuoso properties and uh, beautiful boutique hotels, bigger hotels. So that's accommodation-wise. Um, the Maltese Islands have been um, on the top of the Rainbow Index as well. So we'll be hosting Euro Pride next year, 2023. Amazing. Um, yes. Yeah, so Malta is also really, really busy in its events calendar. So I suggest whoever is coming, always go on the Visit Malta website and check what events are going on. So whether it's an open-air jazz festival, to a Baroque festival, to the local festas in the summer, uh, it really would really give you the chance to live like a local and attend some of these festivals that a lot of them are free. Um, so, so you, you know, it's very cultural. Um, so Malta have invested in that a lot because we are people that like to be outside and like to live and enjoy our lives. So, um, but as far as new things, new products are always emerging, um, on the islands, new experiences are always emerging, new connectivity. Uh, Malta is always also very popular with cruise ships. We had, we had Viking cruise ships last year. Um, who um, they home ported from Malta. So there was even one direct flight for just one summer. Hopefully we, we are looking into having a direct flight from North America. So that would kind of ease it up. So, you know, we'll keep you informed. We are working on it. Um, yeah, we're just, you know, uh, um, uh, enhancing the experience while you're there and trying to get you here as, as easy as, as easily as possible. Exactly. Really. Because <laughs> once you're here, you'll forget all about it. <laughs> exactly. I can definitely attest to that. Absolutely. Well, I have to say, this has been such an incredible conversation. I'm just, you know, filled with all these different memories from my experience there. But what, again, what I loved was, was your insight that you shared today, you know, with your hospitality background, understanding the traveler. I know so many people that are tuning in have definitely been able to take away so many wonderful um, takeaways from today's conversation. So um, for those that are tuning in, where can they either connect with you or find out more information about Malta? So you can go to our website, thevisitmalta.com. It has a lot of information. It has a list of all the overseas um, uh, representatives as well. And if you are in North America, you can get in touch with us. So Visit Malta is the place to go. Absolutely. We'll make sure to share all those details in the show notes, because if you are trying to figure out where to go to next, look no further. This is definitely, you have to go to Malta. You have to, have to, have to. So Michelle, thank you so much for joining thank us you, today. Sarah. Thank you so this much for having me. Such a wonderful conversation. So for everyone tuning in, uh, continue to tune in next week for more 
inspiring conversations. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, keep on traveling. <laughs>